Welcome back, boys. I know it's been a couple of weeks um, since we last did a pod, but yeah, unfortunately, it's been everyone's quite busy at the moment. Doesn't mean we're not enjoying the season, uh, but getting a pod on a Wednesday, Thursday night is proving a proving a bit trickier with everyone's busy schedules. But we're back this week, and we've got quite a bit to talk about. I think. What do you think, Ross? I agree. I agree. Been an interesting couple of weeks since we last spoke, so it'd be nice just to break some stuff down and uh, do some previews. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the biggest biggest thing for me is that we. I remember a couple of weeks ago we were writing a couple of teams off, and since and then, then <laughs> yeah, boom, boom, Boston Tea Party, a couple of wins on the bounce, a couple of big wins, uh, just in time for facing me. Great, looking forward to that. Scottish Sharks, we also wrote off, and they've two wins on the bounce. Um, the leagues are just I'm just going to have a quicker look at the standings because it gets a bit more interesting now. Um, obviously, SmackDown division. There's both both teams have got both leagues have got st- standout performers. You're obviously up there, and I think that's why you were keen to do a pod this week because you're <laughs> <laughs> not at all, not at all. Uh, you and the Cobb leading the way in SmackDown. Then it's anybody's guess for the third and fourth uh, third spot in that division, which uh, four teams on two wins. Um, but yeah, it's heat. It's starting to heat up in that middle order there, and then. Out of nowhere, what is Assassin's Origins? Three wins on the bounce. Topping the Raw division. I mean, come on, lads. Raw, Raw you're letting Waddy win your division. I mean, I mean yeah. He's not He's not even Fantasy Plus in this year. What's going on? What's going on? The ass men, the ass men, the hand in yeah. the two. You're all following the ass this year. Come on, guys. It's just, you're letting yourself, you're letting yourselves down. You're letting your, Jesus down. You're letting everybody down. This, I this, just... This, just a bit further on, just going on to the Raw, what I noticed as well earlier when I looked today, sneaky, sneaky, we have a new leader in terms of points for the Pat Boxers, who again, potentially erred on the side of caution with, are now the number one scoring team in the division. Again, two wins, they've got two wins on the bounce, um, looking looking very strong. Still got plenty of wab in there as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, definitely, up for grabs this year and I think a lot of the strong teams as well I've noticed we could be in for our I can't remember whether it's our seventh or eighth season but it's already looking like the top teams could could be our eighth different champion which is which just shows how good this fucking league is because that's what I like I don't want the same guy people winning it every year Um, but to, to have if we get a seventh or eighth different champion it's just fucking it's just great um, I'm hoping it's me, but I'm not going to I'm the least confident I've been in a long time, and we'll get to that. But I don't think you've, you've ever won it in its incarnation as it is since 2015. I've never won it, no. Both, I've, I've had the we've most... Both, we've both been to the... Both, I've had the most final final appearances, and I've had the most final losses. Three three final appearances, three final losses. So, yeah, all great. <laughs> it's a great record to have in this in this league. <laughs> Um, but what we're going to do, we're going to obviously just cover, we've missed a couple of weeks, so we're going to look at look back at some trades and um, waiver pickups. We had a bit of drama today on the waivers, but I think we can all agree it came to a fair conclusion. What did you What did you think? Oh, well, may, may I say on that, um, commending to the, the commission, you took your, your personal team out of it to, uh, to do the right thing, I think. Through uh, absolute gritted teeth. If I could have oh, found, I, I can imagine, especially I when I know that you were desperate for some wide receiver help. God, well. I was so happy this morning when I got him, and then and then that came up, and I was like, I'm going to try and find some wiggle room here. 
and <laughs> and I went through and there was there was nothing. I couldn't pre- couldn't prove anything. So I was like, no, fair fair enough. Look, spirit of the league. With stuff like that, I'd rather lads sort it out between themselves before it has to come through us. But obviously, there's been situations in the past where it's not as clear cut as that. But in clear cut stuff like that, look, we just want it to be a fair league, and I don't want to feel like I've shaft- we, anyone's been shafted or anyone's gained an unfair advantage somehow, uh, even if it is me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a shame that it was the commission this time, but commission did the noble thing. I think everybody in the league will uh, appreciate that. Yeah. Other than probably the person who's playing the llamas this week, particularly if Pierce goes off. <laughs> yeah, I've I've said to Aidan if if Randall Randall Moore doesn't fucking kick ass now, I'll be fucking spitting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, hopefully he can get out of place. I even I it'll be good this week, but it's it's just when Hopkins comes back whether he can keep that pl- keep that spot uh, targets in. Coming. I think I think the the big issue for me, um, particularly just on that offense, is I think. Zacherts will potentially suffer with D-Hop coming back more than anyone. Um, I think they will go back to a set of Hopkins out wide, Hollywood Brown out wide, Rondale playing in the slot, and that will be the, where the bulk of the targets go. Just my... Yeah, if, if Rondale can keep his uh, slot position, he should be all right, which should be good. Um, I should be... I just... All I need in my fucking team, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm jumping ahead here, is all I need is players who can score just even a few points um i've got i i think uh i had three players score over 90 points this week and the rest of the team got me about 15 i just need fucking back i need padding out padding out to players but um well we'll get to that and um just want to quickly look back on a couple of trades obviously y'all you had a quite a, a big trade last week with mike boone and dk matkayev away for jalen yeah um good trade for both um obviously the conversation with the heroes was very um, what's the word? Very positive, shall we say. Mm. I um, He wanted a little bit more running back depth, like DK. Um, obviously, I liked Waddle. We both came out of it happy. It was a win-win trade. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't mind the trade, to be fair. I think um, Jalen, you're obviously banking on two are coming back and coming back strong. Um, DK, DK, if Gino... You, you might lose out if Gino takes a regresses, but... I mean, the, the way he's, he's going. certainly showing no signs at the minute. No, and then you've got a bit of Mike Boone sweetener in there, um, who, I, to be honest, I think I might end up in a triple-A monster, um, which might kill all all, the, all three of them, but we'll see on that. And then we had what we traded the other week with Keenan Allen to the boxers for Thielen and Khalil Herbert. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie, this one passed me by. Um, but, yeah, I can't figure that one out. No, so... I actually, I was I was speaking to Sam on a different trade, um, and again, both both relatively happy with it. I think for the boxers, it sort of provides them the handcuff. Um, you saw how much Montgomery was worked back in this week, and at least now, if there is any issues, he's got a plug and play in Khalil Herbert. So I think he's happy from that side. Keenan Allen, we know what he can do when he's fit. I think just the issue from that side is he going to be fit? Yeah, I, I do. I obviously love Keenan and. But he has he is up and down a bit injury wise, and that Chargers team doesn't look great at the moment. But it might be because they're missing him. Um, he is their kind of go to. He's their Devonte Adams kind of uh, in a tight spot, smash him. Uh, so, and then we do we we never covered the trades. I did a few weeks ago, which I was hoping would change my season, and they've ended up. I've some 
I thought I'd flown out of those trades, but somehow I've ended up losing two on the bounce. So, <laughs> um, obviously, I, I t- gave away Fournette for Chase Edmonds and Alan Lazard. Which, on the face of it, I think that's probably the better trade of, of the ones that you did. Um, yeah. Fournette looks great. He's catching, he's, he's ploughing through. Um, obviously, a vested interest in the Buccaneers myself. And Fournette's look great. Yeah, uh, that one, I, 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 I'd like to say it's a balanced trade, but I'd be bullshitting, to be fair. I think I got way, way ahead of it. What I did was I caught him on the back of, he just lost Sterling Shepard um, overnight to season-ending injury. And Fournette was coming off the back of a bad game and Chase was coming off the back of a two-touchdown. So I kind of just flew it out there and hoped he wouldn't read too much into the context of it all. So he was getting... A, a, a running back and a replacement wide receiver and Alan Lazard had obviously just got a touchdown as well so I, he obviously didn't read too much into the context of that but um, what he did was take away my like flex position which I've never been able to fucking recover so it did hurt me a bit um, and then obviously the other one was Cam Akers for Singletary which neither of them are doing any good so it's kind of a bit of a wash on that one yes um, I hoped Singletary would kick on a bit and because in that offense, there should be points everywhere, but for some reason, they don't like to use him when it, on the goal line. But anyway, um, other than that, um, I don't know whether you've got anything else to add before we move on to the actual games because we'll be here all. No, um, just the only other thing that I noticed is you've just reverted back to type and spent all your web early. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't see the point in saving it, to be honest. I, the, the chances of b- big players coming out later on in the season to me is a bit of a waste you wait you keep waiting you keep waiting and it depends on team needs I've been shotgun approaching trying to get fill the extra positions on my team and it hasn't worked I'm not gonna lie it's been shit but that's that's usually my tactic is fire off early and try and get a couple that's that's where you can find the diamonds in the rough usually they're not they don't usually emerge 10 weeks into the season if they do you've got you've got five or six teams fighting for them with with bye weeks and stuff like that so I try and Jump the gun a bit, but this just typifies what we were saying previously. Like, you and anything that you read in terms podcasts, be it online forums, the big waiver target this week is Ken Walker. Well, he's been he's been rostered since week one, so it's, it's been the same on this league. So, I've not, I've not seen the point in saving the big money, but um, I've just been I've shot my load on quite a few, and like, but I've just been massively unlucky. I've, spent a lot on Jacoby Myers and he went down injured straight away and then I had to drop him to pick someone else up and he's gone off when he's come back from injury three weeks later and then... And looked great. Yeah, McKenzie I picked up, looked great and then got injured. He'd been, he'd been suffering from the new tour concussion protocols which seem to be knocking players out left, right and centre. They've obviously, they're obviously taking it a lot more seriously, rightly, but yes, it, it, it means you your players are Less, a lot less likely to get through that concussion pro- protocol. Um, so I've just been just been getting little stuff like that affecting the players I've picked up. But yeah, I've probably wasted a few as well. Just just to the point in saving it. <laughs> I could have got. I thought I got Alex Pierce for three wab points. I mean, who needs money when you can pick? <laughs> who needs money when you're picking up like that? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So we'll move on to the games. Uh, what we're going to do this week is look, um, add a little bit to it. We're going to do. Uh, panic stations. We're going to look at each team, see what level of panic they need to be at. So I've gone because it sounds a bit more dramatic. I like the American DEFCON levels. So you've got DEFCON one to five, but weirdly 
it kind of reverses. It's in the reverse to what you'd logically think. So it's DEFCON 1 is the worst. So DEFCON 1 is like, it's nuclear war imminent. So the team is in major fucking major issues. DEFCON 2, a nuclear war. So we're talking Ukraine levels. Uh, DEFCON 3, increased above, need to forced readiness. So the kind of in the middle. And then you've got DEFCON 4, which is needs to strengthen. And then DEFCON 5, which is the lowest state, which means, yeah, all, all things are good. Country, countryside living. So uh, what game shall we start with, Ross? I'll let you pick which one you want to go with first. So I'm going to start somewhere we, we never start. The ass men against the boxers. Yeah, let's let's go with him. He's he's won he's won three in a row. He's four, the form he's, teams. Yeah, top elite, and like you said, the boxers are in some form as well. So this could be spicy. Yeah, I mean, if if you look through the the ass men <laughs> outside of cup, there and probably the Buccaneers defense, there are question marks. It is a bit of a worry. I mean, obviously he loses Goff, who's looked great up until last week. Um, he's 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 rolling with Daniel Jones, which. Okay, the the Giants are probably a little bit better than what we what I maybe anticipated preseason. But how the fuck I'm looking at this? How the fuck has this team got four wins? <laughs> I mean, obviously Mostert's taken the lead role. Chase Edmonds is, is dead, along with Chase Edmonds, but Mostert seems to be getting the work, so he's, he's piling it on. Gibson's a concern. I think Robinson looks like he's going to be the guy, so that's uh, that's a concern for them. In Evans and Cup, you've got two steady, well, not steady, elite steady wide receivers. Um, so there are there are points there, but it just doesn't wow you. I, I don't know what it is. Like maybe because it's Waddy's team, I don't know, but I'm just not. Oh, this you know this this is an elite team. The the, the scoring points, the getting wins, um, bye weeks could cause them issues. I think I read Schultz is out for a couple of weeks. So, but then he's got Higby, I guess. But that Rams offense, other than Cup, I don't know if you agree, is pretty poor to watch this year. Um, I, I just, I just think that there's a loss coming, and it's a heavy loss. I think it wouldn't surprise me to see a 70, 80 point week. Mm. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the Jew, uh, like you said, I think the cracks. If, you, if cracks are there, I think they've been. A little bit lucky. I wouldn't go as far as to say they're like middle of the DEFCON because they've got they have got the four wins, which is great at this point, and the top in the chart. I'd maybe put them at DEFCON four that they need to they need it does need some work, but they're not panicking at this stage. They've got four wins, so no. um, but but they're definitely not on easy street with this team. Like you said, Gibbs can could quite easily go out, go out. Most it's injury prone. Dan, you got you just it looks like it's held together with tape and sticky back plastic do you know what i mean it's a bit like north korea it's just <laughs> just there do you know what i mean yeah it's probably a threat but is it really yeah the... and, and and it's a good analogy because there's a madman at loose at the helm so <laughs> yeah well the the other side of the dmz this week is the patriot boxers which i'm very proud of that segue um <laughs> looking at the patriots boxers two wins on the bounce mainly due to players coming back into form. You've got Lockett, who's been really good for Seattle, part of that very high-firing offence. McCaffrey's still to kick into touch. And he's had, looking at the bench on bye week, Jacobs has been, I think, the main turning round of this this team's whole fortunes, really. He's been a star, but obviously he goes to bye week this week. Will be a loss. It's going to be a scrappy affair. I know what the Assassins could get low scoring, but um, 
I think the boxers might not hit the top marks as well. Uh, they got Rogers, um, Green Bay versus the Jets. Fucking hell. Is it mad that the Jets could fucking win that? Comfortably. Yeah, it's a fucking weird one. Um, yeah, the Jets just Jets just seem to have a bit more about on this season, whereas Green Bay just look at a loss. Uh, a loss. So um, it's not to say Rogers will have a bad game, but uh, Lockett could go off against Arizona. Thielen, they should be all right at Miami. Um, Montgomery at Washington, that could he could run them into the ground. To be fair, so for me, I'm going to put them at similar level, level to the Assassins. Defcon Four. I don't think there's any major panic in this team because uh, they're sitting second in the division. Two wins on the bounce, and I think they might get a third here. So I'm going to put them at Defcon Four, and I'm going to pick them this week. So I agree, Defcon Four for me, uh, equally with the win. I think we've mentioned it before that the issue for me in this team, just from it being elite, like getting to DEFCON 5, shall we say, is the wide receivers are not the greatest. They're all sort of second second options in the respective teams, but they're all performing relatively well, picking up points, probably got a, a safe enough floor. So yeah, DEFCON, but with the win this week for the boxers. It's both going with the boxers. Um, the next team I'm going to look at uh, is the Gary's Texans. Started off season relatively well, and then they've lost, I think they lost three on the bounce, and now they've picked up another cheeky win. Um, this team, obviously, solely based around Mahomes and uh, Kelsey, they had that unbelievable bounce back on Monday night. Um, they, to me, they strike me as a, a plus 500 team because half the time they're going to be, Mahomes and Kelsey are going to blow this team over 100 points half the time they're going to struggle that's what you seem to get from the Mahomes and Kelsey it's, it's a bit well it's maybe not 50-50 it's more like 70-30 but they just don't this team just doesn't have anyone to kind of back up it's 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 a bit makeshift it's a bit all over the place Hunt, Carter they're both playing second fiddle Lazard has been solid actually he's been alright um, but he looks like he might be starting to lose targets to Cobb um, and Dobbs, Dubs, what's his name? The other oh, no, Dubs, yeah. Is it Dubs? Um, and then you've got it's just quite a lot of uh, average, not great. You got Landry, Edmonds, Chark, Hardman, Patterson. There's just nothing to. If there was a couple of good players to go in Mahomes and Kelsey, I'd be tempted to put uh, this team as candidates. But as it is, I think this is this team's nearing. Near a nuclear war, um, an injury to Kelsey, an injury to Mahomes. This team's dead and buried. Uh, they've already only got two wins on the season. I think, I think they're in, I think they could be in trouble. I'd, I just don't see a way this team could even get close to the playoffs. Um, I don't think they're in full panic mode yet, but having got the win last week, but I think they're bloody close. I don't disagree with a lot of what you've said, but in Kelsey Lazard and Mahomes, you, you, you're talking 60, 70 points each week, which is frightening. Um, Hunt seems to do what Hunt does. He's still potentially a trade target, which could turn the fortunes of this team. Carter is a touchdown gremlin. Like Obviously, we saw Brees Hall get to the one-yard line twice and watch Carter just nibble in. Mm. I'm sure um, Sam was very happy about that. But it's just Elijah Moore, Robert Woods, DJ Chark, McCall Hardman, Jarvis Landry. That's the concern. You um you just don't, I suppose you don't really know what you're gonna get, um but I, I wouldn't go as far as Defcon four. I think it's just in the middle. I think it sort of reflects that they're a, a 
0.50 team. I think DEFCON 3 is a steady, steady amount. There's work to be done, but it's not. Nervous. They're nervous. Yeah. They're looking over the shoulder, but there's no clear and present danger. They're, they're Poland. <laughs> po- Poland. They're, they're the other side of Ukraine. Just, yeah. yeah. They're getting itchy trigger fingers. Um, uh, what are we thinking about the heroes then? I like the heroes team other than a quarterback. Is Russ done? Is it just the injury? I think the injury has probably made it so people are going to keep him for a couple of weeks because if he does come back and that's the reason that he's not integrated as quickly as possible, then potentially he could be lights out and back to the Russ that we know. But there is a potential that he's he's, he's done. You know, he's not, not the player that he was, not the player that was in Seattle. Or it was the Seattle offence and and Car- Pete Carroll who have made made Russ who he is. I've, um, I've never watched, sorry to interject, I've never watched a game which actually made me angry at how bad it was until Thursday night. The, I mean, it was prime oh, time. Oh, fucking those two quarterbacks. It was fucking painful. It was horrible. So I, I would be staying way away from him. But like you said, there's always a chance. But in terms of in terms of running backs, though, you, Jonathan Taylor just looks like he's he's set. If they if they release him as they should do, you know, if Matt Ryan starts passing him the ball, even mm. then there's the potential that he's going to get back up to that QB one status. Clyde's Clyde's a little bit of a concern in the sense that from from the early work and where he's kind of put himself, he's regressed a little, which I suppose is natural. But then you look at the you look at what's now his wide receiver core: Metcalf, Lamb, and Smith. So in Metcalf and Lamb, particularly with the quarterbacks, you'd have been terrified four weeks ago. Now you're looking and thinking, oh, I don't want I don't want any quarterback changes. You know, if, if Gino and um, Cooper Rush keep keep their role, then these two could be amazing. Um, I would put these probably in the DEFCON 2 category as well. Again, it's you mean just four. because of the quarterback, I would be I'd be nervous. I'd be, I'd be worried about what's going on around me. But on the whole, I think they've got the, the hallmarks to make playoffs. Yeah, you, you mean DEFCON 4. See, it's four. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Four. But yeah, I was thinking 4, unless they lose this week, which I'd maybe put them in a 3. Um, I, I just see some... Worrying signs. You've got Taylor in a bad offense who's injured again. You've got Kyle Pitts who's just not getting utilized. Taysom Hill is a great pickup. And I, I, the podcast I did the other week and then deleted because I didn't want to release it. I were, it was shit. Um, but I was saying, I cannot believe no one's picked up Taysom Hill and chucked him on their bench with the amount of tight end someone needs to stash him and possibly give him a start because. Um, the tight end position is fucking dog shit, and so I was so glad when I saw Sam had picked him up and someone and someone had got a good play out of him because he's he could be. I know he's he's very boom or bust, but fuck me, you know, you're not getting 30, 40 points out of any other tight end, not even mm. the top top tight end. So he's, he's a great the tight look. end three on the season. That just gives yeah. you an idea of how dire that position is being. He's a cheat code. If if he. If he if he's involved, he's a cheat code because he no other tight end has that ceiling. Um, so I'm going to rephrase the question: If you were the heroes, would you start him or Pitts this week uh, against Cincinnati? I'd go Taysom. While Jameis is in, injured, I'd be starting Taysom every week. And I, I, and I haven't seen I, anything. Out of I was Pitts, actually so. I actually annoyed that I didn't pick him up because I'd have happily flexed him at the moment. Yeah, over some of the players I've got. 
because he's got more chance of getting touchdowns and be, he just seems to be involved in everything. And I, I could even see when Jameis comes back, him, them thinking, oh, he, he just keeps getting us touchdowns. Why would we take that out of the team? He's a nightmare to defend against in that red zone. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'd, 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 I'm going to go with the heroes this week. I think they've got everything. Oh, then I've just seen Kelsey, Kelsey Mahomes against Buffalo. Yeah, but that's a good defence. I think it could be a shootout, but it is a good defence. So, yeah, I think that swings it for me. Heroes, and like you said, I'd put them at DEFCON 4. If they lose this one, if there's a bit of an upset, maybe DEFCON 3. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're, they're comfortable enough now. Uh, just a few cracks on the edges. I'm going to go... I'm going to go the Texans. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just to do the opposite of you more than it. I think once you take Woods out, if he doesn't start Elijah Moore, I mean, even if you started Landry and Edmonds, maybe. Mm. I know it's tough, tough sledding, but I think there's the potential to be able to to push. And yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go go with my gut, Texans. Cute. Where do you want to go next? Demons plunder. So the demons team sitting at two and three. Oh, is this, I, is this the interdivision? This is interdivision this week, isn't it? Yeah. With the uh, with the mighty SmackDown sitting on four and one. Oh, yeah. I actually like the Demons team. I think they've got over what was their hurdles in terms of injuries and so on and so forth. You know, you're now looking Burrow, Chubb, Dobbins. Okay, Dobbins hasn't been great, but he's starting to come back into it. AJ Brown and Jamar Chase, he's... An amazing, amazing one-two as wide receiver. Ertz is still getting the work. Well, I mentioned obviously while D hops out. I don't think personally I'd be starting Zay Jones. I think it'd be Brian Robinson for me. But put all of them together, and that's a pretty frightening lineup. Mm. Because of the two and three, I'm gonna put them at DEFCON four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just, so just a bit bit nervous, but yeah, the the ner- nervous because the two and three. But not nervous about the team going forward. I it's mean, one. It's one any, of the deeper. T- it's one of the deeper teams. I think. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. I mean, uh, yeah. The, the the nervousness would come from, like you said. I think it comes from the tight end. I think Zach Ertz is dropping off very quickly, and there's more and more mouths to feed in that team. Um, I'd be nervous about Robinson. I don't think he'll get you, but he could be. A, with bye weeks coming up, he he'd be a good little standing for bye players. Um, I don't think he's going to have a great season, but um, I thought I thought he looked great against Tennessee, and I appreciate the points don't tell you he looked great, but he did. But he, he plays for Washington. Work. Plays for Washington. Yeah. How much got? How how many goal line opportunities is he going to get? Yeah. That's that would be my concern. Not nothing to do with the talent. It's the team. Uh, which... but, Equally, the the un, just sort of adding to your concern there. When you've got Ron Rivera openly blaming the quarterback, it doesn't <laughs> bode well for yeah. harmony within the within the ranks. Not good, not good. Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm with you on Defcon Four. Um, plunder. Uh, I'm 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 a little bit. It's weird because the, yeah, this team's got a two and three record. I thought they had three and two, but I I am I'm definitely at Defcon Three Three with this team. Uh, Murray, Gordon, Connor, Deontay. Oh, I don't know. It is, it is on the face of it. It's not a bad team. I just, I'm not wowed by any players. Uh, t- tell me where you, stop me where you're wowed in this team. Like where there's a standout, like league winner. Murray, Gordon, Connor. Eric Henry. Deontay Johnson. Uh, didn't, didn't get that far on his bench. But even Henry's not been 
Henry only—I think I listened to some other podcast. He only comes out when it starts to snow. Yeah, when it starts snowing, and you when, it snows in, when it snows when he, in Vermont. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Um, yeah, I've got Derek Henry, but the rest of the team—I'm uh, not—I'm not creaming my pants over in any way, shape, or form. I, I put them at Defcon three with the two losses and the, the struggling, struggling the rest of the team. Derek Henry on by you. Probably looking, I would go with demons this week. So you're probably looking at going two and four, and that's when you're you're staring at Defcon two, uh, near nuclear war. I won't go that far yet, but I think they're definitely a Defcon three. So for me, I think quarterback great. Although he's not been amazing this year, I think once he gets D Hop back, he's going to kick on. And I think as the season starts going, I think we'll see Kyler start to use his legs more. Still project him to be a top four five. QB on the year. Um, so I think there's definitely upside there. Gordon Connor, okay, not great. They're just the only concern for me is the wide receivers in this. Deontay Johnson, he gets touches, but nothing deep, nothing around the red zone. That would be my main sort of issue for him. There's London, a lot of there's a lot of players on struggling teams. Yeah, London's flashed, but not very consistent and Darnell Mooney just scares the shit out. Yeah. Again, I, I, again I, don't the, know what, I don't know what the Bears are doing or what the plan is for what they're doing. And to say there was so much hype over Mooney at the beginning of the year. Sorry. I'm just yeah. not seeing it. You're re- you're relying on Arizona, Denver, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Chicago, uh, Washington. Ten- Tennessee, Washington. Do you know what I mean? They're not yeah. te- they're not teams you want to be relying on having great games. Uh, that would be my that it's funny because it. I think Ronan's mentioned this before. If I go back a couple of years, I think when he had he had Big Ben and somebody else, mm. and then he tried to recreate what he'd done, but he picked players that were on a bad offense, and he had a, a losing season. I think after the season before, pretty much going undefeated, and it just sort of feels like that might be the case again this year. Yeah, but I'm, I'm at Defcon three, but I don't know. Yeah, it's three. It's it's not a concern yet, but. There could be concerns. In uh, I'm picking the demons. Who are you picking? Demons. 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 Oh. Um. So we've been demons, Texans, assassins. Let's go. I'm gonna go with my game because I think it's between two and three teams, both of whom have had contrasting starts to the season. Um. I started off pretty strong, got a couple of good wins, and then I've just swung and whiffed on the last two weeks when I could have got some wins. But BTP, we wrote them off after three games and then Austin Eckler decided to turn into a one-man wrecking crew. Um, and I think this lad's done really well off the waivers, which I'll get to. Um, well, I'll, I'll cover BTP and you can have a look at my team in a second. But okay. I, I think BTP have done some excellent work bringing players in. Uh, Gabe Davis, I believe, was a pickup. Um, Austin Eckler, obviously, he's had from the start. He's got Kenneth Walker, who's now looking like they're going to be the main go-to guy in Seattle, which strengthens him. Geno Smith is picked up, um, and he will be a nice stand-in for Derek Carr. Now he's on by. They could probably take that job more permanently. Chris Olave, um, Travis Etienne would be a worry for me. He's getting slowly phased out, but um, this team put up nearly 150 points last week, which is fucking playoff potential territory easily. Um, 
obviously they've got two losses and they've absolutely stunk the first few weeks. So I I don't think this team's anywhere near out the woods yet. And there is still a lot of cracks around the team, but I'd be middle of the road, DEFCON free, um, coming up from DEFCON from near nuclear war a couple of weeks ago. They're not quite... They just seem a bit all over the place, a bit erratic, but they're doing all the right things, which could put them into a bit more of a better conversation, if that makes any sense. It does. This is, so again, just to use this country analogy, this is after the Cuban Missile Crisis. It looked <laughs> like it was going to be really bad. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, ah, it's not so bad anymore. I mean, you take ETN out for Ken Walker, Geno Smith looks really, really good. Um, I don't think Geno Smith knew he could be that good. Great wide receivers. Goddard's consistent. I, I like what I see. Um, I think they're going to put up some decent points again. And I think, um, yeah, good good times potentially on, on the horizon. Can, can, they, can they put the thunder to the sword? That's the question. Well, ominously for you, I think this, this could be a worrying week. Obviously, Josh Allen could be in a shootout, but if he goes to Gabe Davis, then that kind of negates the work that, you, that you're getting out of Josh Allen. Fournette should do well because the Pittsburgh Cats seem to stop the run at the minute. Um, you've obviously got slight concerns at wide receiver with McKenzie and a questionable T. Higgins uh, and Rondale Moore, who sort of third, well, second, third in line uh, to get the work at the minute um, because Greg Dortch is still getting used. It's you, You're heavily invested in the Bills. And I think if the Bills have a tough week, which they could against KC, uh, good defence as well. You could be in for a, a low scoring, a low scoring week. I need Higgins. I need, yeah. I need, I need Higgins. I need McKen- I need Mc- I, I did need a couple of Higgins to shake off this, but because he he cost me last week. He just he they said he was fit, and then he he played like one snap and then dropped out, which means makes me think they might not risk it again. Yeah, uh, though they did say that he could have come back in the second half if they needed him, but they only lost by like three points. So at what point did they not need him? Um, yeah. But yeah, so I'm. So in ter- I, for you, Defcon wise, I'm gonna go three point five. You mean two point five? Two point five. I'm sorry, I keep getting this wrong. <laughs> two point five. Yeah, somewhere somewhere near nuclear war on the fringes. Yeah, if you go to two and four, which I'm projecting that you probably will this week, it's panic time. While whilst whilst the team has a steady floor, you've just not got enough home runs in your team to be able to get to where you want to go. I think you're a, I think you're Belarus. You're yeah. kind of you're just about to get in it, and you maybe don't want to get in it. I I'm Belarus in that. I know I, I know exactly where my problems lie as well. It's it's it's, I, it, it's like I said earlier. I got almost I got ninety point. I got they had the QB one. I had an, the RB two, and I had the tight end two, and I got ninety points between them, and then I ended up with about hundred and ten points because the rest of my team absolutely fucking whiffed um it's it's finding those players just to f- i just need something from elsewhere in the team and i'll be fine um but i'm banking on me getting it i'm 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 gonna go out there and say that my look my look with my stashes and stuff turns this week i might just spot start someone random i've got shakir in case mckenzie drop uh isn't fit and i might just bang in like a richard white against pittsburgh hopefully ho- hoping they run riot there and he just gets a lot of play if it all goes wrong and I'm 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 banking that my look's gonna change a little with this week. Um but yeah I'm with you on I'm with you on the panic levels. <laughs> so next game for me. Sorry were you going BTP then? I'm BTP. Mm. Go on then. 
The ale slingers against the shark. Oh, I've just oh, I thought this was one and four teams, but yeah. One and four, two and three. The lowest scoring in the league in the Sharks against the Angle Slingers who are getting points and just getting massacred in the against. They're coming up against big points every week, which is a shame. No, no. Wentz is a concern. We've already spoke about that, so there's not too much more to go into it other than if your own coaching staff don't trust you, how long before Taylor Heineke starts getting it? He's picked up Tua, which is probably... A logical decision. It's just a case of how long is this concussion going to go on because they're not going to they're not going to risk him anytime soon just because of the Ferrari that's come around it. So he's probably rolling with Wentz for a couple more weeks. Um, Barkley looks amazing. Wide uh, running back one on the year um, in terms of sorry, scrap that is actually three. I thought it was, um, but he's looked at these looked lights out. That's the point I'm making. Looks really good. Eo Benjamin looks like he's getting the bulk of the work this week as well. So. That could be good. Um, Tyreek in a boot is a concern. Um, and likewise, I haven't seen anything from Chase Claypool that's, that's really stood out to me. Am I right in thinking that's a waiver pickup as well, Chase? Yeah, I think so. Just over which, the last couple of weeks. Which, just as a side note, I mean, how quickly the NFL changes. Two years ago, he's your number one trade target. Now he's waiver fodder. Mm. Crackers. Gallup coming back. Um He's good, but I think that's going to be more so when Dak comes back. Um, obviously, missing Pierce this week, which is a big loss, because, again, he looked really, really good. Um, and I just feel for Terry McLaurin, just on a poor offense, poor team, and probably David better. In terms of DEFCON rating, the one and four, so it's very hard not to go DEFCON two. Um, they need a win this week. The probably, which I'll lead lead you into, they're probably playing the right team for. Yeah, a uh, couple of stats for you. The Yorkshire Ale Slingers are the third highest scoring team, <laughs> despite being one and four. And the Scottish Sharks are the lowest scoring team, despite being three and two. Uh, oh, no, two and three, sorry. Um, so yeah, you you imagine the Slingers were going to come back, but I am actually going to put the I'm going to put them at Defcon. Two, I think they're near nuclear war, and I think it's due to the, they've been scoring high, but I think they might be scored out. I I can't see Wentz doing anything. Barkley is carrying a knock. If he is injured, this team, where are the points going to start? I know they've been getting a lot of points now. If 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 Barkley's injured, if Tyreek are injured, they're the main two mainstays of the points. They've got two are out. Um, I I I worry if this. Where they'll be starting if, if Barkley and Hill go out, they're starting Wentz, Eno Benjamin, Claypool, Irv Smith, Gallup, and then they'll be chucking in Terry McLaurin, Davis Price because they don't have any other running backs. They'll have to play Davis Price if Barkley's injured. That 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 to me, when you're one and four, the, the, the uh, I this is near nuclear war. If he goes if he goes one and five, you might you're almost out of the playoffs before it's even started. So. Uh, whereas the Sharks got a healthy Camara, they've got uh, Stevenson, who's about to take over everything at New England. Pittman, decent. A uh, little worried at QB. They've got Elliot on the bench if they want to bring him in. Uh, Duvernay, it's a deep team. I know it's not a team full of stars. Tonyan's not the worst tight end to have in the league. Amari Cooper's been on fire. Um, yeah, I, I, I think. If Barkley and Hill start, he's got a chance. But if either one of those two is not making it, and it definitely if Hill's in a walking boot, they're looking unlikely. 
or at least get limited snaps, I think the Sharks will have this. And I put the Sharks at maybe a, a DEFCON 3. They're on nervy ground, but a win this week and they'll be uh, up there in that division. You, you're right in what you're saying. Um, obviously, with Stevenson, if Harris goes to IR, which is a potential, could be great all the way up to the bye week. Kamara, the only concern there is Tyreek Hill. Um, I'd be very, very frustrated watching him running everything that you want Kamara to do. Taysom. Looked good, yeah, Taysom. Pittman, Pittman's been good in a bad offence, considering that Ryan's not doing great. He still managed to pick up the mid-range targets, and as you said, Cooper's looking fantastic. I just think this week, um, I know the Rams are playing Carolina. Could be a perfect time, but if they get that new manager bounce, then potentially their their look could be up. Um, and I'm just again just from a gut instinct, I'm gonna say the ale slingers take it. But there's better times ahead for the Sharks. Def gone through. Mm, yeah, again, again comparing the slingers a bit to like Ronan's team, you got Washington quarterback, um, Arizona backup running back, Miami without their main quarterback. You've got Pittsburgh. You've got Minnesota right. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 a similar kind of situation. It's situations you don't want to, you don't want your players to be in at the moment on teams that are not great. But um, we've got two more games to go, so let's quickly move on to we'll go bombers and llamas and finish off with yourself, Ross. Okay. Um, bombers, another our only other one and four team. I thought we were quite liking this team at the start of the season. Herbert Jones, Dylan Godwin. Dubes, Julio Jones, Matt Thomas. It's it's a blast from the past, this team, isn't it? Mm. I think I think the problems with this team started when DeAndre Swift went down. I think that ever since then, well, it's they lost Swift early, they lost Thomas early, they lost Jones early. Let's call it like it is. This team has been hit a little bit by injuries, but you knew what you were signing up for with Thomas and Jones. In to be, and Godwin for that matter. And Godwin for that matter, um, but. Other than that, it's not a bad team on paper. You heavily invested in Green Bay. Obviously, you've struggled. This is the problem with this team, I think, is you've got the Chargers, who were meant to be good and struggled. You've got Green Bay, who were meant to be all right and struggled. You've got Tampa Bay, who were meant to be good and have struggled. Do you know what I mean? You're basing your team around teams who... I, I can see the logic, and that's why I think we're, we were so hot on them before this season. But these teams are struggling now, and it's not just one of them. It's, all, it's your whole team. Um, can they turn it around? That that will depend on Green Bay finding an extra gear, Chargers finding an extra gear. I think Herbert definitely has the potential to to turn it around. But you're one and four. It's got to happen this week. It's otherwise you like you said, like you said, one and five. He's lost four in a row, and it's it's near nuclear war for me. It's 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 a solid Defcon four, Defcon oh, bollocks. I've done it now. <laughs> <laughs> Defcon two. Def, Defcon two for me. I think that this this team's one one away from near nuclear war, and unless something major happens this this week, I think they're heading for catastrophe. Uh, I think they're on the uh, on the brink. So, if you remember a few weeks ago, I think it might have been the last podcast, or it might have been the one before. We talked about the point of having Herbert and Breda, and I think that's hampered where they've been able to go in terms of defensive options and trade options. Using using the Ale Slingers as an example. They would have probably traded well for somebody like Brady, who you're not going to play when you've got Herbert as your starting QB. So it's a sort, it's a bit of a waste. Um, 
the fact that you've then got two running backs from the same team as your one-two punch just limits your upside of where you're going to go. You're not going to have 50 points from your running back. It's just it's just not going to happen. Um, and as you mentioned on everything else, they're just a bit heavily invested in certain teams. Overall, I mean, there's definitely potential that they can turn it round. There's nothing saying that Thomas, Jones, Swift all come back, healthy, go great, and everything's happy. But if it was my team, I think... If I was Mali, I would just be looking to maybe make some trade targets and see if I could pick up a bit more depth to carry me through and, and pick up some wins. Ultimately, now we're in a point where they need to start getting wins or the season's over. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now, he's, he's not he's he's not entered my uh, chat for trades this, this year, Mali. Yeah, I don't know whether he's he's asleep or what, but yeah, if you if you want if you want to do some trades, mate, you you've got the depth, I've got the yeah. Come, come, come a knocking. <laughs> um, so, in terms of the llamas, can I put a team on Defcon One for a week? Yeah, uh, that Alex Pierce needs dropping. I think. <laughs> my, my, my big concern here is any injury. Anybody goes on the um, injury report this week, they're gonna have to drop somebody big. The whole bench is in a position where it can't be changed. You're losing a Williams, a Reynolds, a Hopkins, a Mitchell or a Prescott. Has to happen. He's already got to take probably Fryer move out for a defense, for a kicker. Mm. Um, and and that's going to be a big issue. In terms of in terms of the actual starting lineup, it's pretty good. Um, and I think it will score points this week. My concern is if if Cousins doesn't light it up against Miami. I'm worried about this team for this week. Not for the season. I don't think they're there. I think they're a DEFCON 3 team maybe for the season. But for this week, I would be I would be around 1-2 because I'd be panicking. Yeah. I, I I know you can... I understand your concern. But what, I, I think uh, he's playing a bit of 3D chess with that kicker. You look, you look at... Quick look at Mali's team. They've all got a 6, 8, 6 p.m. or 9.05 kickoff, apart from the quarterback. So he'll know by... 10.30 Sunday night, whether he's in a game. Whether it's worthwhile. Yeah, and then there will be there'll be kickers in the there'll be one of the four kickers in those late, late games, uh, the Monday or Tuesday night games. So he'll I'm sure he can just drop one of his bench players then, like a Josh Reynolds or a uh, Pat Fryermuth. He's done this, he's done this before. He he he's uh he, he plots ahead. Um it's a good it's not a bad little strategy to be fair. And then you can possibly get through the week without a kicker and see how you get on or uh, keep keep those extra players an extra week, see what you've got, especially with the amount of injuries. Getting Hopkins back, I, I see what you mean about DEFCON 1 for a week. I wouldn't go that much and maybe go DEFCON 2 because, uh, like you said, it is a strong team. Um, it's a team I, team I like, to be fair, mm-hmm. and I think it's starting to build up a bit of momentum, unfortunately. Um, and then they've got, obviously, Hopkins to come back, Prescott, uh, Mitchell... Well, Mitchell kind of cancels Wilson out, but um, yeah, so it's not too bad. Um, I'd put them at DEFCON 2 this week, probably about a DEFCON 3, 4. They've got three wins, so maybe four. I don't think Aiden's going to be sweating too much unless he loses this week. And if, like you said, if he gets a couple of injuries, then uh, could be could be problems then. But I think he's I think he's all right this week. Uh, so, who, do I think let- who do I think will win, though? That's the question. Who do you who, who are you going with? I can't decide on this one yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the llamas. Llamas. Uh, I'll go bombers. Fuck it. 
yeah, I'm going to go a bit of bomb. So just, just before we finish this matchup, interesting fun stat for you. We have the two teams here with the highest and lowest amount of moves across the season. Uh-huh. So, Mark, which is which and how many on each? I'm good. Well, I, I'm pretty sure Mally's... I'm looking at his team and I'm pretty sure that's the team he had week one, to be fair. Um, so I'm going to guess Mally's definitely the lowest. Lamas is definitely the highest. Lamas have normally spent up on their WAB points. Uh, I know that because I changed it today. Um, so, but how many? How many? Or I, I've noticed uh, Aiden's strategy has been picking up players for the Thursday night game, then dropping them for the Saturday Sunday games. I know what he's doing. He's trying to trying to double his double down on getting injuries. So I would guess three, four, five times a week. Twenty-two changes. So 22 would put him second on the list, but it's not. He's made 37 moves. Fucking hell. In six weeks. The closest to him is yourself on 20, followed then oh. by the Cobb on 14, and the Slingers on 14, and then propping up the rear, everyone else is much the same. The Bombers have made one move. One move. So, I don't know. Is Mally, is Mally not as committed this year, or is he just very happy with his draft? I don't know. Don't know. Do we have to have to go to him for a statement? See what it, see what he says. I think we do need a statement from the bombers. <laughs> yeah, especially if they lose this week, they're gonna be in trouble. The, the reigning champions as well. I thought it'd be more up for defending his title. Maybe he's just a, maybe he's just still on the beach. He's actually still got one thousand and ninety wab left. <laughs> Fucking hell! Yeah, I wish I had that. <laughs> that's that's one thousand and eighty nine more than I have. I think. <laughs> um. So I've gone for the bombers. I'm gonna fuck it. I'm gonna hope he wakes up this week and assume some of those teams bounce back. But I'm not that confident in that one. Um, Hogs and the cop. Hogs and the cop. Yeah, the the two four and one teams in the SmackDown division. Oh, how have we not started with this game? The, the big guns. I'll, 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 let, you, I'll let you. let you do the hogs. I'll do the cop. One team's going five and one. Um, well, I mean the. You, you know that you know yourself. Your team's flying. Um, who did you get your loss against? Was it the Texans? No, it was the Plunder. Plunder, the mighty Plunder. Um, but oh, you had it. You had it. It just went off the rails last week, didn't it? Yeah, uh, was, I got beat by eight points. What did you get overall? About 60, 70 points or something, Dafko. Last last week I got ninety points, but that's oh, ni- ninety is not too bad. I thought you... ninety four. Yeah. Um, yeah, ninety-four, but that was obviously Waller. Waller whiffed because he got injured. Yeah, that uh, Waller. Speaking of which, is probably my my main concern with your team. I um, I think he's on a downward de- decline, um, tight end. But it's hard to get a tight end in this league unless you pay up for it. Um, but the rest of the team, you've got probably a QB one slash two. You've got Dalvin Cook, Sanders, Diggs, Waddle now, Engram, Sutton. And then you've got the depth on the bench with Kirk, Harris, Madison, and Algier. Um, barring major injuries, but you've obviously got a bit of handcuffs for most of your players. And it's it's a DEFCON one. It's called uh, oh, fucking hell. DEFCON five. We shouldn't have gone with this system. <laughs> it's just bloody <laughs> shit. Um, DEFCON five. Obviously. No, the five five's bad, isn't it? No, five's oh for fuck. Yeah, no, five's, five's bad. good. Five's, five's good. good. Five's good. Lowest state. Five's good. What a stupid system. <laughs> uh, no wonder the Americans are shit at war. 
fucking can't even get the defcons right. So yeah, I'd put you at comfortable. I mean, I think you you know you're comfortable. Um, there's not nothing to panic about in that team. You, you don't even need to be eyeing up the waivers. Just at this point, there's nothing going to be better than what you've got in that team. So uh, you've got good starters and you've got good rotation options. I think it's I think it's yours to lose. But the only other team that could challenge is the team that. Wiped wiped the floor with me last week, and they are a feisty little bunch. The the cob. Yeah, the team. Pre-draft, Robinson and Brees Hall would have been you running backs three and four, and you know now you're looking at Acres and Najee Harris, and you're concerned about them. Um, overall, I, I still think they've got they've got great depth. They've got they've got everything that they possibly need. Hertz looks great. Robinson has been amazing. Brees Hall has. Been fantastic. I mean, I'm sure Sam will tell you. I have tried for six weeks to trade for Brees Hall <laughs> to no avail, but Phil I don't think I'll be getting him anytime soon. Last week's performance, he spent big on Hayden Hurst, which is a good a good pickup to to help him in his probably only weak spot. Um, the only sort of downside is for the flex. He's got he's got DJ Moore who's looked not great, but as I mentioned sort of earlier on, the bounce back. Using the, the classic partridge bounce back ability with the with a new manager, uh, hopefully that that could that mm. could take him forward as well. Um, they're going to get great points. The, for me, similar Defcon one. I think they're in a pretty safe position, expected to make the playoffs. Yeah, I think I think you're looking at teams now, and you're looking, you're thinking bye weeks are incoming, and depth is going to be fucking hellishly important. And these two teams in this matchup both should be able to rotate fairly well through the depth. The The problem this week for the Cobb and why I would give it to the Hogs is because they've lost one of their best weapons uh, who won't, won't match from comfortably last year, last week, the, uh, Adams, to uh, to the to the bye week, which I think will be a bit of a loss for them. They could, could, turn into a, could turn into a suspension for the week after as well. Mm, yeah, so I I would, if, if Allen's fit, I think they've got a chance and a properly fit, not just like semi-fit. I think they, they might have a chance there. If not, then they'll be starting one of Wilson, Harris or Akers. And I think one of those could be potentially go off, but I'd, I'd have had a hard time predicting which. Well, definitely not Akers. I'm so fucking glad to be rid of him. Um, but yeah, I think Harris or Wilson, if they spot start him or they, they could, but I think, yeah, you're looking too strong at the moment. And yeah, so I would be. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bite me hand, spite my face on predicting this one. But it'll be the hogs for me. I'm gonna take the hogs. Boo! Kiss ass. <laughs> right. I think that's. I think we're there. Um, so I've got boxes, heroes, demons, thunder, sharks, bombers, hogs. You've got boxes, Texas, Texans, demons, BTP, slingers, llamas, and hogs as well. Right. Yeah. So I'll. I'll. Uh, get this pod out hopefully tonight, and then we'll get we'll go back to getting everyone super sevens in. I had to give Aiden fucking twenty five points last week because he was very sneaky. He didn't tell anyone. He waited till and then just before the game. Fifteen minutes. That is a very sneaky tactic, Aiden. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'll make sure that uh, we I'll send ours out tonight so we can get make sure there is plenty of competition for that those web points as. I could do with doubling mine. But, yep, hope you all enjoyed it, boys. And uh, hope you have a good week. Thank you very much for joining, Ross. Good luck for the week. I'll fucking need it.
Uh, <laughs> right. Good luck with the week, boys, and we'll speak at the weekend. Enjoy. Enjoy.